Our first uh, scripture reading of the morning is from the book of Ephesians. The words are in your bulletin, they'll also be on the screen. Paul says this in Ephesians 5, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody. Some translations say making music to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. I'd like to open with a passage from God's Word. This comes from Psalm 34, verses 17 through 20. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them off, he delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones, and not one of them will be broken. This morning, I'd like to share a few stories with you before we sing our next song. It is well with my soul, I surrender all, is the title of the song. Several of the stories I'll be sharing sharing are taken from a book that my mom, who's here with us today, um, bought for me for my birthday in 2012. The book was titled, is titled, Then Sings My Soul, 300 of the World's Greatest Hymns Stories, written by Robert J. Morgan. This first story might be familiar to some of you. When the Great Chicago Fire consumed the windy city of 1817, Horatio G. Spatford, an attorney heavily invested in real estate, lost a fortune. About that time, his only son, age four, succumbed to scarlet fever. Horatio drowned his grief in work, pouring himself into the rebuilding of the city and assisting over 100,000 who had been left homeless. In November of 1873, he decided to take his wife and his daughters to Europe. Horatio was close to D.L. Moody and Ira Sankey, and he wanted to visit their evangelistic meetings in Europe and then enjoy a vacation. When an urgent matter detained Horatio in New York, he decided to send his wife, Anna, and their four daughters, Maggie, Tanetta, Annie, and Bessie, on ahead. As he saw them settle into a cabin above aboard the luxurious French liner, now I worked hard at this, Ville de Aveu. An unease filled his mind. And he moved them to a room closer to the bow of the ship. Then he said goodbye, promising to join them soon. During the small hours of November 22nd, 1873, as the Ville de Aveu glided across the smooth seas, passengers were jolted from their bunks. The ship had collided with an iron sailing vessel and water poured in like Niagara. The Ville du Aveu tilted dangerously. Screams, prayers, and oaths merged into the nightmare, into a nightmare of unmeasured terror. Passengers clung to posts, tumbled through darkness, and were swept away by powerful currents of icy ocean. Loved ones fell from each other's grasp 
and disappeared into foaming blackness. Within two hours, the mighty ship vanished beneath the waters. The 226 fatalities included Maggie, Tanetta, Annie, and Bessie. Mrs. Spadford was found nearly unconscious, clinging to a piece of wreckage. When the 47 survivors landed in Cardiff, Wales, she cabled her husband, saved alone. Horatio immediately booked passage to join his wife. En route, on a cold December night, the captain called him aside and said, I believe we are now passing over the place where the Ville du Adveux went down. Spatford went to his cabin but found it hard to sleep. He said to himself, it is well, the will of God be done. He later wrote that famous hymn based on those words. It is well, the will of God be done. Wow, just a few short words. But how difficult is it for us to say those words in our own times of trouble? I know that we've all been faced with our share of hardships and troubles over the years, but, you know, I think I would find it really difficult to even mutter the words, it is well, if I lost my three daughters in the blink of an eye. Back in May um, this, this past spring, I was blessed to have the opportunity to speak at my daughter in his baccalaureate service. Um, I shared a story of my own that evening to the graduates and other attendees. I shared how I was reminded of a time during my freshman year of college when I, well, I was pretty down. I was overwhelmed with schoolwork. Finals were qu quickly approaching, and if it, as if that wasn't enough, I was going through a breakup with my high school sweetheart. Looking back now, after reading what I just read, it seems quite minuscule compared to Horatio's turmoil, but nonetheless, I was on the phone with my dad, and we were just chatting, and I guess he could just sense that I was struggling. And he said, I can remember this as if it was yesterday. He said, son, just wait three days. Three days? Why three days? And then he said, Jesus rose from the dead in three days. Now, I don't really know if those words meant so much to me in that moment, and I certainly didn't understand the impact that statement would have on me over the years, but I went ahead and took Dad's advice, and in three days, I can honestly say that my problems weren't as big and scary as, as I thought they were in the heat of the moment. And over the years, as I encountered struggles and obstacles and challenges, just those words have been there. I've reflected on Dad's words, and in addition to the waiting, I'm praying asking God for his strength, his wisdom, his comfort, and his advice, and trusting in his plan for my life and for that obstacle that lies ahead. In other words, I surrender these obstacles, fears, hardships, grief, whatever it may be to you, dear Lord. Now, I'm not here this morning to simply tell you that every problem you will ever encounter will just magically disappear in three days. But I will tell you that if you put your trust in Jesus Christ, he will lift your burdens and deliver you from that struggle. Just as the psalmist said, a righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them, him from them all. In three days? Maybe. Maybe not. But certainly in his time. 
My first year teaching at LS was 19 years ago, and my dad died unexpectedly the, on Labor Day weekend, September 1st, 2002. He was my best friend, my helper, my mentor, my hunting buddy. His passing hit me like a ton of bricks. And I can guarantee you that the pain didn't go away in three days or three weeks or even three years for that matter. In fact, three days after his death, I was, I was in pretty bad shape. But three days after that, on September 6, 2002, my daughter Hannah was brought into this world and born. And again, God's timing is perfect. Now, looking back, I know God was working wonderfully and powerfully in those three days following my dad's death, particularly through four incredible friends from Grove City College and their entire families. These guys dropped everything in a heartbeat, drove hundreds of miles, showed up on my doorstep, wrapped me in love and support, and for that, I will be forever grateful. James chapter 1, verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Notice it says, whenever you face trials of many kinds. It doesn't say, if someday you might face a single trial. God doesn't promise us an easy road without obstacles when we decide to follow him. but he does promise to walk with us and walk through us, through those trials. He actually tells us that we are blessed to persevere through the trials, that we will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Someone once said, only in the Christian life does surrender bring victory. Judson Wheeler Van Deventer learned that for himself. Born on a farm in Monroe County, Michigan in 1855, Judson grew up interested in art and music. He was converted to Christ at age 17. After graduating from college in Hillsdale, Michigan, Judson became an art teacher and then supervisor of art for the high school in, now listen to this, Sharon, Pennsylvania. Just a hop, skip, and a jump from Grove City College. In 1855, he toured Europe, visiting art galleries and museums and studying painting. He was also a musician, having studied at numerous singing schools. All the while, Judson was heavily involved in his local Methodist, uh, yes, I was one of them once, too, Episcopal church, where he sang in the choir. He found himself especially fulfilled when participating in evangelistic rallies and rivals in which people received Christ as their personal savior. Friends encouraged him to resign from the school system, to enter full-time music evangelism. But for five years, he struggled with the decision. Finally, falling to his knees, he said, Lord, if you want me to give my full time to thy work, I'll do it. I'll surrender all to thee. 
For the next several years, he traveled extensively through the United States, England, and Scotland, assisting in evangelistic work, leading the singing for Wilbur Chapman and other evangelists, and winning men and women to Christ. While engaged in meetings in East Palestine, Ohio, Judson stayed in the home of George Sebring, whose family founded Sebring, Ohio, and who himself later founded Sebring, Florida. It was there that he wrote the hymn, I surrender all, while, while recalling his own personal submitting to full-time ministry. Moving then to Tampa in 1923, he began teaching hymnology at Florida Bible Institute. He retired after several years, but still occasionally showed up on campus to lecture or speak in the chapel. It was in the 1930s that a student at Florida Bible Institute sat wide-eyed listening to Judge Judson Van Deventer. That student, Billy Graham, later wrote, one of the evangelists who influenced my early preaching was also a hymnist who wrote, I Surrender All, the Reverend J.W. Van Deventer. He was a regular visit at the, visitor at the Florida Bible Institute, now Trinity Bible College in the late 30s. We students loved this kind, deeply spiritual gentleman and often gathered at his winter home in Tampa, Florida for an evening of fellowship and singing. So Horatio Spatford, wrote, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sea billows, sea sorrows, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And Judson Vandeventer wrote, all to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. The song we are going to sing for you next fittingly combines these two powerful texts. Personally, I don't think we can have one without the other. We cannot truly say it is well with our soul until... We surrender all to our blessed Savior. As Christians, we know that Jesus surrendered all when he sacrificed his life for us on the cross. I think it's really important also to realize that Jesus, even though he is God's son, was also completely human, just like you and me. He knows firsthand what you're going through, no matter how big your problems may seem. And this is because Jesus himself faced way more obstacles than we can ever imagine. He faced more trials than Horatio Spatford and all of our struggles combined. However, that's not the end of the story, right? We know that Jesus is the ultimate overcomer of obstacles. Jesus defeated the biggest trial of all kind, all time called death when he rose from that dark, damp, stone-cold tomb, yes, in three days, which is the resurrection which we celebrate on Easter. Jesus gives each and every one of us not only the hope of overcoming everyday obstacles and trials, but if we put our trust in him, if we accept him into our hearts as our personal Lord and Savior, and if we allow him to walk beside us down this bumpy road called life, 
then he promises to carry us through the lowest of valleys, to push us up the tallest mountains, and to keep us afloat during those rough storms. My wife's favorite verse from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 13 reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. For you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. What I think Jesus is saying to us is that if you surrender all to me, if you love me and trust me in your daily lives, then you will be able to confidently declare right alongside Horatio Spatford, it is well with my soul. One more quick story. Late in the year of 1876, Philip P. Bliss had just written the music to It Is Well With My Soul and was ready for a much-needed break. While he and his wife Lucy were spending the Christmas holidays with his family in Pennsylvania, a telegram arrived requesting that they come to Chicago to sing at Moody's Tabernacle on the last Sunday of the year. So on December 29, 1876, Leaving their two small children with Philip's mother, they boarded the Pacific Express. The snow was blinding, and the 11 o'clock train was running about three hours late. So at about 8 o'clock that night, the train creaked over a chasm near Ashtabula, Ohio, and the trestle bridge collapsed. The engine reached solid ground on the other side of the bridge, but the cars plunged 75 feet into the ravine. Philip survived the crash, but the other uh, he survived it and he crawled out through a window. But within moments, fire broke out and Lucy was still inside. She was pinned under the twisted metal of the iron seats. The other survivors urged Philip's not, Philip not to crawl back into the flaming wreckage. If I cannot save her, I will perish with her, he shouted, plunging into the fiery car. Both Philip and Lucy died. Philip was 38. Philip's trunk finally arrived in Chicago safely. In it were found the words to the last hymns that he had written, one of which we just sang. I will sing of my Redeemer on his, on his wondrous love and his wondrous love to me, on the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. Sing, O oh sing of my Redeemer, with his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. So the next time you're in a dark place, when you feel lost and afraid, think you can't overcome what lies ahead, I encourage you first to call upon the Lord and wait, wait three days. For Christ rose from the dead in three days and know that the same power that lifted your Redeemer up from the grave is granted to each and every one of us who trusts and believes in him. Amen. Amen. Amen.